Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne. Well, I'm speaking with uh, Chris Chamberlain from Point Hacks. Now, Point Hacks is a fabulous resource for people who like to collect frequent flyer points from all sorts of different uh, destinations or to go to all sorts of different destinations. Chris, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Graham, and now, thanks for reading. Oh, well, it's a pleasure. I, I've enjoyed looking at Point Hacks over the year. Can I just ask you the one big question? What mm-hmm. is a point worth? You know, that's uh, you've just opened a really big can of worms there. It really <laughs> depends on what type of point, how you spend it, all those sorts of things. I mean, realistically, for a, a ballpark figure, in the range of one or two cents for most airline frequent flyer points, sometimes if you spend them in very good ways, perhaps at the front of the plane, you can get a bit more value. And if you're spending them on things like gift cards, you get a bit less, maybe half a cent. But yeah, they're not they're not worth a lot on their own. Where they start to get value is when you have a lot of them to spend. Right. So I, uh, you know, I've always been concerned whether I should bend down and pick one up if I ever found one on the street. <laughs> um, so I guess from from our listener perspective, I've had a few comments from listeners uh, over the years. Uh, you know, should I keep my points? Should I buy toasters and things that aren't actually related to? To flying because I just don't have enough to get up the front or even you know a little way uh, mm. towards the front of the plane. What's your general suggestion for people? Um, should they have more than one account? Should they sort of try to collect from Qantas and Virgin? Um, yeah, what's absolutely. The I mean, of, uh, of your advice. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you can collect points in both Qantas and Virgin Australia Velocity, then when it comes time to spend your points, you might have a few more options. For instance, if there's a seat on one airline that's available that's not uh, possible through the other program. But it sounds like some of those listeners may not have too many points to begin with. So it's, I guess it's also worth pointing out that if you don't earn many, maybe just focus on one program because then over time, you know, your balance will slowly creep up. You might then one day have enough to spend on a flight at the front of the plane rather than having you know, 50 points here, 100 points there, and no ability to spend any of them. So mm. We do read sometimes, uh, Chris, not necessarily uh, with you, but there are people who want to play the credit card game mm. by signing up and getting uh, points for signing up. I think it's a bigger issue in, a, in the US than it, it is here. Is that a valid way to go? I mean, yeah, the US credit card market is huge, but here in Australia, it is still possible to earn a lot of frequent flyer points from credit cards. Um, particularly the premium credit cards, the platinum, the black tier cards, you can often get sometimes 100,000 frequent flyer points or more just by signing up to a card, being approved, and meeting the minimum spend, which is often in the region of sort of three to $6,000. So what a lot of people might do is you know, apply for a card that suits them and then put all of their everyday expenses onto the card, pay it off in full so that you're not paying those hefty interest bills, but then taking home all of the points to spend on a flight. And, you know, 100,000 points can take you quite a long way. That's almost enough to fly business class to the United States. I mean, it is enough to fly business class to the US using right. Velocity on United. It's almost enough with Qantas. So it's, you know, um, it is quite good if you can um, if you can get a, a good points earning credit card. Right. Now, the other element of most of these uh, uh, frequent flyer programs now is, is status points mm. as distinct from the, the amount of miles you click. I mean... I go back a fair way, mate. I can remember uh, <laughs> as someone who travelled uh, around the world a bit for, for my work as a journo. Um, I was able to get, in the old days under United, a bunch of mileage certificates, a rent-a-car for a day, or a hotel room. 
Mm. My kids have enjoyed the uh, you know, staying in five-star resorts. They thought I had a tree at the back. I just plucked a five-star <laughs> ticket off, you know. Now, that mm. obviously, the deal's changed. You have to spend more money. You have to uh, uh, earn more points to, to go and enjoy some of those things. Now, some of them aren't even available, I think. But um, what do you, what's your sort of best suggestion for, uh, say, you want to uh, use a... Uh, 100,000 points or more, or or is really is that a, a baseline now? Well, I guess it's worth pointing out, firstly, that uh, these days status credits and frequent flyer points are very different things. So status credits, um, which some airlines call tier points, tier credits, those sort of things, are only helpful to get you up to you know silver, gold, platinum status. The points the that you spend mm. um, to get up the front of the plane, if you want to redeem for business class, maybe even first class, those are your frequent flyer points. Yeah. So it, it really depends on where you want to go because if you're happy to fly domestic, it doesn't cost a whole lot of points to fly business class within Australia. You can do it for about 15,000, 16,000 points with Qantas and Velocity. Okay. If you want that bed on a long flight, especially an overnight flight, you're probably looking in the region of just shy of 70,000 points to Asia or sometimes up to 150, 160,000 points to places like Europe or New York one way. So you right. do need to save up a bit of a balance. But if you can save your points for a big trip, it can really be worth it. Because when you get on that plane and you're you're sitting down into your bed and you're looking at the clock and it's nearly you know midnight before you take off, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy I mm. saved all my points for this yeah. long flight. Whereas if you're doing something like a daytime to Singapore, where you're probably just going to sit there and watch movies anyway, I mean, economy is really quite fine for that. Yeah, it is, and and if it's not your absolute, you know, long haul to London or something, mm. um, you know, you, you're in re- reasonably good nick. Now, mm. what about? Um, I mean, is buying a toaster ever worth it? <laughs> I mean, look, it's always better than letting your points expire. So I always say the worst thing you can do with your points is lose them because some of the airlines, in fact, almost all of the airlines will expire them if you haven't earned or redeemed points lately. Or sometimes it can just be three years after you earned the points. So. Spending on a toaster is better than getting absolutely nothing out of your points. And I suppose for some people, I mean, maybe they just don't want to fly. And frequent flyer programs, after all, aren't just for people who travel. I mean, the the number of members in Qantas's program now, it's enough that every household is signed up to the program and not everyone really wants to fly. So if you are going to redeem your points and a toaster is what you really need and you want to save some cash, look, I mean, that's that's one way of doing it. Personally, I prefer to save my points to fly, even if I'm booking economy on points, because the value of what you get in terms of the cash that you save is usually two or three times what you might save spending them on a toaster. And personally, I love to travel, so I'm quite happy to spend my points flying somewhere. Yeah, I know you love to travel. I see some <laughs> of the magic uh, things you you get to do. Um, now, what about uh, families pooling points? Mm. Uh, I know there are some rules around that, but is that generally a good idea? Yeah, it's great because if you're traveling as a family, you know, if you're traveling as a couple, you've got a couple of kids and you're all on the plane. I mean, if you're on paid airfares, you can earn points on all of those tickets. And rather than having a few thousand points here and there in in everyone's account, you can pull them all together into the one account and either spend them on a flight for the parent who paid the ticket. Or if you save enough, you can save up those points and fly somewhere all together on a future trip. So programs like Virgin Australia Velocity allow you to set up automatic family pooling so that it's sort of a set and forget. Anytime that anyone earns points, it can go into the one household member's account. But Mm. you can also manually transfer points between family members with Qantas, with Velocity and with some other international airline programs. You normally just need at least 5,000 points or so to transfer. But 
you'd earn that on most long-haul international yeah. flights anyway. Okay. Has the uh, the entry or the more recent entry of supermarkets into this uh, into this game, has that changed the deal at all? So I guess supermarkets have been part of the program for a fair while. The, the way that they've participated has changed over the years. So, I mean, Woolworths had a partnership with Qantas. They went away. They came back. I mean, the earning rate isn't as generous today as it was probably 10 years ago in terms of how many Qantas points you earn at the checkout. Mm. But what has changed is that the supermarkets have really geared up their own loyalty programs. And so the way it works now is you earn points with the supermarket first, and those points can later become frequent flyer points. And so I guess where it becomes more interesting is that often the supermarkets will give you bonus points for buying, I guess, certain items, spending a, a particular amount, um, you know, shopping more than once in a certain period of time. And so it's quite easy to earn a lot of supermarket points. And by extension, it's then very easy to earn frequent flyer points. And if you're buying groceries anyway, you're not spending just to spend, you're buying the things that you and your family need. I mean, you may as well take the points, it's free. Yeah, and I guess I don't want to sound sexist here, but if uh, if the man of the house, uh, the big bread winner, is flying and earning points, it still provides an opportunity for uh, for his wife or his partner at home to earn points from just doing the things that she does every week. Well, yeah, absolutely. If you know, if if you've got a household where only one of the family members works, then you know the other person can be earning points even by being an additional card holder on, I guess, the main um, household member's account. So you could have more than one person linked to the one credit card account. So it doesn't matter who's working, who's staying at home. If you've got both parents working with kids, then, you know, you can earn, I guess, even more points. And if you're flying for business, then that just adds even more. And I, I noticed that, uh, that some programs, like Velocity, for example, will offer you a 15% bonus for transferring your accumulated credit card points into their system. That's worth mm. doing, isn't it? Absolutely, because the way it works with Qantas, for instance, is that almost all the points coming from credit cards are on what are called direct earn products. So they're basically Qantas co-brand or they're set to earn only with Qantas, whereas most of Velocity's partnerships are with programs where you can transfer your points to other places as well, not just Velocity. So roughly every six months or so, Velocity, I suppose, runs the numbers and says, hey, we'd really like those points that are sitting there and that could go to a different airline. Let's encourage the member to send them over to us into Velocity points and we'll offer 10, 15, sometimes even 20% bonus. So unless you really need those points to spend on a flight right now, if you do have flexible points, this is even from flybys, from credit cards, things like that, definitely wait. And to be honest, they often come up in, in about May and November each yeah, year. So I've, keep that I've, under your hat. I've done that myself. Now, can I just ask you, uh, um, what, what do you what's your long-term prediction about these loyalty programs? Is there any risk that they might sort of get shut down because they are really costing uh, participants, apart from the, the, the traveller, that they're costing some of the participants money? I mean, the way that it works these days is that the loyalty programs are almost always more profitable than the airlines themselves right. because the loyalty programs will sell points in billions and trillions to things like banks, the supermarkets, and they know that people want those frequent flyer points. You know, if you look at taking out a new credit card, a bank could offer you points with Qantas or Velocity, or they could offer you points in their own program that you could only redeem on a toaster and gift cards. And the vast majority of people will choose Qantas and Velocity because traveling is a lot more aspirational. And that's what people really want to do. And what we often see is that if one particular business stops offering frequent flyer points, 
and that's something that people really want to earn, people will go elsewhere. Mm. So I don't think there's a danger of the programs being shut down. It's a, sometimes it's just a matter of how many points you can earn based on your spend, and that can change over time. I'm just conscious, you know, a lot of us lost ANSET points at one stage, mm. and, and then recently there was this issue about velocity uh, points. So, mm. um, I mean, we did ultimately get uh, our... Our uh, frequent flyer program there was maintained, but it was a bit of a worrisome time for some of us who've accumulated a few points and uh, maybe haven't been able to spend during the pandemic. So uh, there'll be a big bust out shortly, maybe with with all these points earners wanting to uh, spend their points. Yeah, I mean, it's been happening since COVID, I guess. When, when borders first opened, most people weren't too curious or keen to travel. But now that all the borders are down... People are just flocking to planes. Almost every flight I board seems to be full these days. And in terms of spending points, it can be difficult at times, especially if you want those really premium, you know, the bed on the long haul flight. I mean, yeah. everyone wants that. And given, you know, the cash some people saved up during COVID, a lot of people are spending yeah. their savings on that at the moment. So it can be quite hard to get seats on points. I mean, some of the airlines until the end of this year are making sometimes in the region of double the number of seats available that they normally would. Wow. Um, to book using your points just to help you spend them because okay. while they sit on the balance sheet, it's a liability for the airline. So they want you to use them. They want you to have a reward and ultimately that drives you to want to earn more points again, which drives more revenue for the airline and, and so on and so on. So absolutely, if if you can use your points to, to book a flight, now is certainly the time to do it. Now, Chris, if people want to um, avail themselves of some of the deals that are around, that organisations like yours obviously track these, can they just mm. simply go to the website and look in a particular area and find, oh, there's fabulous deals on Air India or uh, whatever? Uh, how, do, how do they avail themselves of these deals? Yeah, that's right. So we track a lot of the more interesting points deals in the market. So they can go to pointhacks.com.au and we often feature deals on our homepage generally every Friday or so. We also publish them on our Facebook page, which is also Point Hacks, um, and on our Twitter and LinkedIn accounts. But yeah, we, we like to keep a track of some of the more interesting things. We don't often monitor things like airfare sales where you're just buying a ticket. There are a lot of places you can find that information. Mm. What we try and do is find ways to earn points that you might not have thought of. So a story that we've published just this morning is we were speaking of the supermarket programs. You can buy gift cards at supermarkets, and sometimes they want to get them off the shelves, so they'll offer you bonus points to buy them. So today, Woolworths has just launched a promotion where you can earn 20 Woolworths points or everyday rewards points, I should say, per dollar spent on Apple gift cards. And Apple, of course, is launching a new iPhone just next month. So um, given the conversion between Woolworths and Qantas, you're basically able to earn 10 Qantas points per dollar spent buying a new phone. And if you consider the price of, of a new phone, it's you know $1,000 plus these days. That's at least 10,000 bonus points on something that you might have spent anyway and that's enough to book a flight. Well, that's a great tip. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, I've seen those uh, gift card things come up, and I'm thinking, oh, it's not quite Christmas yet. You know, we might give the mm. the uh, the kids or the grandkids something like that. Yeah, that's a good idea. But is, do you do you have a newsletter that where you pump information out to people, or they need to come to you? We do have a newsletter. So yeah, you can sign up through pointhacks.com.au and you can choose what interests you. So there's our most popular option is our weekly summary, which goes out every Monday morning. It just keeps you abreast of everything we've published in the last week. But if you really like to stay on top of the news and the deals and these really interesting things that we find, like um, you know the gift cards, we do have a daily option as well you can subscribe to. So you get that 
every afternoon with uh, with the latest happenings. Oh, well, that sounds fantastic. Chris, been lovely speaking with you. I hope we might get a chance to uh, to talk to you more regularly because I know people are keen to sort of maximise this uh, funny money, as we used to call it. Um, <laughs> And, and why not? Because, you know, you've, they've spent it to, uh, to earn the points. So thank you very much. And uh, if people want to, to uh, follow Chris, uh, pointhacks.com.au. Thanks very much, Chris. Thanks very much, Graham.